0: Welcome to the Sexy Freedom Media Podcast. A place to discuss pain, passion, and pursuits. Yes,
1: Yes. I want to feel alive.
0: Breathe. Make
1: some moves. Protect the throne.
0: This is Sexy Freedom Media Podcast.
1: Welcome to Sexy Freedom Media Podcast. My name is January Liddell, and I'm the host, um, we are also here with Helen Edwards. What's up, everybody? Yeah, <laughs> today is a special podcast because we get to learn more about Helen and her proposal. And he said yes. And so this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna pick her brain and ask her about her journey with this proposal. All right, Helen. I'm I'm just gonna get right into it. I'm really excited. First of all. Before we get to the proposal, I want to know stories, detail, like how did you guys meet?
0: Okay, so this is definitely going to be a special, so happy Valentine's Day to everybody who celebrates Valentine's, and uh, yeah, this is going to be fun, and before I do get into it, hit subscribe to our YouTube channel, or follow us on Facebook, Sexy Freedom Media, and share this podcast if you love it, because I do, because we do. (laughs) We do. And this is a special love episode. So yeah, (laughs) about my life (laughs) with my fiance. I met Rob while I was traveling, solo traveling in 2020. And it's so funny because there's so many stories like this and people talk about it all the time, but you don't actually think it'll happen to you until it happens to you. Right. And I would, I'll just add, admit that I'm obsessed with romance movies I was always watching every romance movie, every holiday. Like I was like the next one, the next one, the next one. And that I believe subconsciously programmed me to attract that in my life. I really believe it. And I know, I know that it's easy to say that when it hasn't happened to you, but I didn't just do that. I really feel like I aligned myself with this also because I was coming up to 40. I was still in my thirties. I was going to say 39. And I remember just talking to my mom and I said, I have everything in my life, everything I've ever wanted. I'm debt-free. I have vehicles. I, I pretty much can go anywhere I want. I've got money saved up. I'm doing all these great things with my life, becoming an author, you know, holding retreats, public speaking. But at the end of the day, when I come home, I've got nobody to share this with. And I thought what's the one thing I don't have right now? I don't have a partner for life. And I thought, okay, I want to have a partner for life by the time I'm 40. I really said that to my mom. And next thing say, no, I when 2020 hit. I like to say when 2020 hit, because everybody understands what that means. The pandemic hit. I was living in Phoenix for 16 years. And I remember thinking, there's so much fear going around. Everything was fear-based. Everybody's getting sick. And I thought, everybody's getting sick because there's the city is so full of people constantly interacting with each other. I need to get myself out of here and I need to get out in, na- in nature. And I knew if I told any of my friends, hey, I'm just going to just pack all my stuff and leave, that they would try to stop me because I have a really gr- good group of friends that I've been friends with for almost two decades. And I thought, this is my decision, my decision alone. I'm going to do it. So I packed up all my stuff, called my stepdad and my mom. And I said, can I leave my stuff there while I yeah. travel? And they were like, oh my God, here she goes again. This wasn't my first rodeo of doing this, by the way. So I had this idea that I'd land wherever I landed and that's where I would live or I would travel and then go back to Phoenix and I'd stay there again and live once all the pandemic was over. So that was in my mind. So I found myself traveling, I had a specific route I wanted to take and Wyoming was not a part of it. Wyoming was definitely not in the air. Uh but what happened was I was going through Seattle, Washington and I almost got in a head-on accident and I remember pulling over and I I was like dry heaving, like I was so sick to my stomach cuz I felt like I was going to die and I thought I'm done with this solo traveling. This is really dangerous cuz it is for female travelers. I called my family and they were like, no, no, keep going, keep going. Because my last stop was to do the four corners, New uh, New Mexico, Colorado. Um, and I just thought, okay, you know what? Okay, I'm going to do it. But before I did, for some reason, six months prior, or no, um, yeah, January of 2020, I was doing a public speaking event in Las Vegas and I had met a girl who was following me on facebook and she had driven all the way from wyoming to las vegas to meet me and buy my book and all that and i ended up following her back on facebook and i just loved her vibes and i just from january until i left in i want to say april may from when i left phoenix I kept envisioning myself having a full moon ceremony with her under the moon outside in nature. I don't know why I just did. So I ended up thinking, you know what? I don't know. She's coming to my mind. She's coming to my heart at this very moment. I'm going to call her and see what she thinks about me just going to see her and having a full moon ceremony with her. And I did, I reached out. She immediately called me. She was like, Oh my God. Yes. And I said, well, how's the, How's the COVID going over in Wyoming? She said, it's non-existent, come on down. And uh, so I did, I drove down there. Two days later, I was in Wyoming and we went out. Turns out, by the way, I don't follow the moon schedule. Turns out two days later, there was a full moon. It's the wildest thing. And- Wow,
1: Oh, I wanna ask, (laughs) who is this she? Because I'm curious to know who this she is.
0: So shout out to Michelle, my girl, M. Over here in Wyoming, yeah, we've become really oh, yeah. great friends since. So I came all the way down here. And the night I met her and we went out to the bar, I met Rob. Oh. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. He invited me to dinner. And two days later, you know, ceremony night, I went and had a dinner with him. And I never left. That was it. Like, I never left. I We've just been together ever since in his home or our home now. It's the craziest thing. Wow. That is wild.
1: That is wild. I find it so fascinating that, well, one, you listened to that inner voice, that inner something that was drawing you to Michelle. Mm -hmm. So you just, something about Michelle was just like, okay, I need to go see her. Little did you know that things were kind of putting into place that you would meet your soulmate. I mean, i feel like he's your soulmate am I
0: wrong (laughs) he's definitely my twin flame my soulmate Mm -hmm. uh I don't really even know if there's a word for Mm -hmm. the I will say there's more of an energy there's more of a feeling soul connection rather than the words for it because it's just you know I I'm 42 I've had relationships I've had long relationships you know seven years was my um one of my last two a year was my last one, before that, almost nine years, you know, before that, and never have I felt this connection with somebody. And I'm going to tell you what that connection is, because it's not just love, like it's more than that.
1: Yeah. And obviously it's, you stayed, you stayed in Wyoming, you didn't leave, uh, and you made a life right now with, with Rob, and you're going to continue that journey into making this, you know, beautiful adventure uh, with him. So when you say that he's your twin flame, he's your something, he's this energy, something that you've never, ever felt before. um, What can you explain more about this energy that is just like surrounding you?
0: So the cool thing about our divine intervention was that he was coming out of um he was coming out of something himself and I was on this like wild adventure and when we met we realized first of all I wasn't I I said Wyoming's not part of the plan there's no way I'd ever stay here I'm leaving in two days that that was my plan to leave in two days when I met him and he says don't leave Wyoming without me showing you around you know when when the pandemic hit he just happened to be laid off of his uh, job after 16 years of working there so he was like I didn't travel I didn't live my life. Like, let's go. Let's go live our life. I'll show you all around Wyoming before you leave. And I thought, you know what? Let's do it. And so we spent two weeks of traveling together. We went to Yellowstone National Park. We went to uh, Devil's Tower. We went to South Dakota. I mean, we just did everything out here. We went to the Tetons. And it was... It was absolutely beautiful for one, going to all of these nature places, but he was so fun to hang out with. He was always listening. We had a flow of conversation for hours upon hours upon hours. We talked about our life. And the thing is, we didn't see a relationship with each other. So we just, just put out our trash, put out our baggage, put out everything. We talked about our exes, you know, things Things you don't normally do when you're going on a date with somebody, you're very like apprehensive, you want to put your best foot forward. No, we just dished it all out because we didn't even care. Like we talked to each other and told each other who we were sleeping with at the time. You know, (laughs) there was literally like no uh, attachment and that that in itself is so freeing because then you really know who the person is. You're like, okay, there's no skeletons in the closet.
1: Yeah, I like that. I like that you were able to be so transparent and the word freedom comes to mind because that's what it felt like. It felt like you, you folks right? That that's right here. Um you folks were just free to be me, right? Free to be yourselves and and just like you said, lay it out on the table and he just accepted you and you accepted him for who he is and who and he accepted you for who you are. I think that's beautiful because that's that's a rare thing to find because I think when, when people are dating, you're absolutely right. When people are dating, you kind of put your best foot forward and you don't talk about the skeletons in your closet. You don't talk about all these other things. And, you know, for me, the one thing I'm um, encouraging my children to do is be friends, you know, be friends first mm-hmm. with your significant other, you know, and that's what happened with you and Rob. You guys. Yeah friends first and enjoyed this adventure uh going to South Dakota where else did you go
0: four corners right uh we did go to the four corners uh-huh there uh, I, mm-hmm. I okay go ahead <laughs> there's something more exciting there's something even more exciting than that that happened tell me I want to know so me and Rob always say it was divine intervention okay how we met the night we met because Rob doesn't like going to bars. He doesn't care to go out, you know, doing all these things. That night, his friend had to talk him into going to the bar that we met at. And he, he says, when he saw me, he said, I got to talk to that girl. And he would have never came up to me. I went up to him and I, I said, how old are you? <laughs> I don't know. Cause there was nothing but 20, 20 year olds in there. And I was like, gosh, where's. Where's the people my age? And I was like, How old are you? And he slammed his hand on the on the table and he says, Well, if you sit in, I'll tell you. I say that with an accent because I feel like he has an accent, uh, country boy, you know. But fast forward, another wild thing happened, and and this is crazy how the universe just kept putting us back together because one of the things when I first got to his house is he says, what's a movie that you've always wanted to see that you haven't saw. And for, for some reason I was like the gray, the gray it's called the gray. It's with Liam Nelson. It's a movie about, um, these wolves, you know, attacking them when, when their plane goes down or something. I don't know. I, I was just fascinated by the movie. I always wanted to see it. He goes, Oh, let's watch it. So he goes through his whole movie list. Can't find it. We were searching it online to see if we can rent it. Can't find it at all. Okay. Hold that story. All right. The day I was leaving, I packed up it was time for me to go. Now, mind you, I had traveled to so many States and cities in my vehicle. And I, that morning I did a podcast with Rob before I left. I said, let's do a podcast. He was like, all right. So we do a podcast. I get in my vehicle and I leave. Okay. And my vehicle breaks down out of nowhere he comes to get me because i'm close to wyoming still he comes to get me he brings me back to his house and he's like all right we're gonna figure out this vehicle but he goes hey you'll never guess what i found i was cleaning out my gun room and i found a dvd and he goes it's the only dvd i found in the gun room and i was like what is it and he goes the gray i was like shocked i go shut up you are lying right now he goes no he goes it's the only dvd in my whole gun room It was the most weirdest thing. Both of us were like, what is going on here? So we ended up watching the gray. It wasn't as great as I thought, but (laughs) (laughs) we watched it. So then, you know, we're trying to get the vehicle fixed or whatnot. And um, I'm probably saying a little bit this backwards because it was time for me to leave again. It's time for me to go. All right. I don't know how to drive in the snow. Don't know any of this. A freak accident snowstorm comes through the day I was supposed to leave again. I'm like, what is going on here? Like the universe really was like, you're not going anywhere you guys are meant to be. And during this time, we're catching feelings for each other. We're starting to be like, you know, it's funny because we'd always say, "Oh, I don't have feelings for you either. This is great. And next thing I know, we're catching feelings because we're realizing how much fun we have together, how much laughter we have which is, it's just such a great time. And it's, it's nice to be yourself with somebody, you know, he did. not Yeah. And I want to mention when you're looking for a partner, when you go on dates, there's this idea that you have what you want the person to have. Okay. You want them to be a good person. You want them to be somebody who's never cheated or lied. You know what you want them to, uh, have the same values as you have at the time. My values were, I don't want any more kids. I didn't want to be with somebody who had kids and I wanted to be with somebody who maybe had been married before. So they know what it's like to be married, divorced. They've gone through it. They have learned from it. Um, and I wanted to be with somebody who had really good financial control and and financial smarts in their life because um, it was important for me because I was out of debt to not be with somebody who was all about debt and getting more in debt and rob all of those things. Unbelievable. I mean, doesn't want kids. Um, been through a divorce. You know, his one of the things he told me was my my main value in life is integrity, and he showed me a huge picture on his wall that says integrity, and he's like, that is how I live my life. He's like, I never cheated once in my you know 15 years of marriage, and I was just like, oh my gosh, like it's just his everything that he believed in was just so powerful. You know, he wanted to get out of debt too. He was in a little bit. Now we're both fully out of debt. And, uh, I just thought, how, how is this possible? This is crazy. And then I thought universe is telling me you're crazy. If you leave woman, you're crazy. If you leave. Well, first of all,
1: that should be, your story should be in a Hallmark uh, series (laughs) in a Hallmark show, because that is, Everything that you were saying was everything that I feel like I've seen in a movie. Amazing that uh, the universe, God, you know, whoever you want to believe in basically stopped, like prevented you from leaving and allowed you to have more memories and build this relationship, this beautiful relationship with Rob. And I, I just, I'm in my feels right now. I'm like, Oh my gosh, that is so amazing. And then all the check boxes of the things that you look for, in a partner, it was like, check, 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 check. Oh, amazing. Amazing. And I know why, Helen, you know why it all turned out and worked out for you? Because you've been working on yourself, and you have gone through so much in your life that God was just saying, you know what, Helen, you deserve this. You have worked and sacrificed so much. Uh, you have proven to so, to you know everybody that your soul is pure your you know all your intentions are in the right places and mm-hmm. so this was a gift rob is a gift to you and i'm so happy i'm so happy and excited to hear about your proposal because obviously you <laughs> didn't leave obviously he's this magnetic energy that well you know it's like you guys belong to each other mm-hmm. so now I love that you asked him. I love that you approached him, by the way, um, which is telling of the proposal. So talk to me about the proposal. What, in your mind, because I know you've been married before, you know, in your mind, when was the moment when you felt, this is it, I'm going to ask him to be my partner?
0: You know, it's crazy because my ex-person that I was with uh was a narcissist a full-blown narcissist and i know i talk about this quite a bit because it was a really scary situation and i it it messes with your head so much that you wonder like am i going to be with another narcissist are they going to play me a couple years and then all of a sudden their narcissism comes out like there's all this fear right and i remember when i got out of that out of that relationship i got out of the relationship and I had to do it in a very trickster way to, to make sure it was like his idea instead of mine. So that way there was no backlash. Cause if you've been with a narcissist, you know how scary a backlash can be. Uh, and I remember again, I was with my mom outside and I was drinking and I was sitting on my car and she was smoking her herb and sitting on a chair and we were outside. There was a moon, there was a, a full moon. I, I kid you not. And I'm, I'm crying and I I'm saying, mom. I'm so heartbroken because I really thought he was the one. And is there somebody out there for me? And she said, there is, there's is somebody out there for you. You know, just go, go look for it. Life is abundant. If life is abundant, then you can't keep it to one city. You got to open up and see if this person comes to you. And I remember thinking to myself, karma, okay, karma, karma gets us all. I wrote a whole book called nothing sexier than freedom. And it's a best-selling book, went international, and it, and there's a lot of mischievous that goes on in the book. It's very real and raw. But all through the book, I have this demon I'm fighting with, and the demon is a cheater. I was an I was an a notorious cheater my whole life since I can remember of getting in relationships. And I thought, this must be karma, and this karma sucks and it hurts. And it's, it's really taught me one of the biggest lessons of my life. And I thought I need to sit with this. I need to allow the karma to come through and play its role because if I don't, it's going to keep going going after me into all my relationships. So every time karma hit me from the age, I want to say 35, every time karma started hitting me, I was like. Take it, Helen. Take the punches. Take the punches and just allow it to come through and flow through you because I don't want it to keep continuing in my life. And I remember thinking that was my last karma because it was one of the hardest relationships to get out of. It was one of the hardest uh, and scariest moments of my relationship life. So when I met Rob and when I realized we're going to be in a relationship, I was like, this man makes me feel like I can trust him not just him but myself I could trust myself in this relationship and that was so key for me
1: Helen that is huge it's huge um not all relationships can feel that where they can trust their partner and they can trust themselves and the fact that you feel that now that sets the foundation you know, so you've, you guys have already set the foundation for what's to come, you know, and in the, in the next years, you know, uh, so kudos to you both, you know, for, for setting that example. And I, I love what you said, you know, karma, like, I'm just going to take it. I, I love that you accepted it, you embrace it. And I love that you learned from it. Mm-hmm. So now, now it's like a new chapter, right? That chapter is gone. And I'm so excited. I'm. I'm gonna be honest. I have not fully read your book. It is a really thick book. Yeah. <laughs> it is a thick book. It's on Audible too. It's
0: probably easier to listen to it.
1: <laughs> probably listen. Yeah, I probably should just get it. Yes, I should just get on Audible. It just turned to Audible like just this uh, past December, November, Do around it. that time. <laughs> Do okay, it. so, so uh, yeah. So that book is amazing. I love that. That's a story that you can share with you know um, Rob because I'm sure Rob. Has read it, or he has it, and he anyway, hasn't
0: read it. He hasn't,
1: <laughs> he hasn't read, hasn't it, read but, it. No, but I, he's seeing you live in person. So,
0: oh yeah, sure told him. Well, we're you know it's funny because he's like, I want you to do another book about us, and I was like, okay, nothing sexier than freedom, too. He's like, how about something sexier than freedom? <laughs> so <laughs> I said, I don't know about that because there is nothing sexier than freedom, honey. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it's in the works, but. You know, going back to your question, like what made me really decide he's the one for me, my mom and Rob became really good friends. I mean, superb friends. I never seen my mom have a relationship with any of my brother-in-laws like she had with Rob. And in a strange way, my mom would say, Rob reminds me a lot of Richard. Richard is my brother who took his life in 2017. And I feel like she felt like Rob was already her son because of that. And because they had such an incredible bond. I mean, they just take off and go to the store and I'd be like, where are they? (laughs) They were like that. It was crazy. Um, it was, it was, it was so cute and I loved it. And I appreciated Rob, because he's so loving like that. Anyways, when she got diagnosed with cancer, he was just there. He was there to help. He was there to, you know. When he couldn't be there physically, he was there, you know mentally and spiritually to support our family, support me, and my mom would say, "You need to marry that man, you need to marry that man that's your that I don't see anybody else for you. I feel like he's the best one you've ever brought home, and that alone meant so much, so before my mom passed, I said, "You know mom, I, I'm going to ask him to marry me and she says, "You have my blessing, just let him know you have my blessing so from the time that she passed, um, I want to say a month after she passed, I let my sisters know and I let my family know it's time I'm going to propose to him. And uh, so nine months, took us eh, January, I want to say when I decided, so January to September when I did propose and we planned this for nine months, me my siblings, all my friends and family from Arizona because it was, you know, they had to come from out of town. Like, how are we going to surprise him?
1: <laughs> um, I wanted to add something because prior to that proposal, and I wanted to address what you said about, you know, your the relationship between mom and Rob, it's such a beautiful, beautiful thing that they had this magical relationship with each other that they just felt free to like go to the store and, um, the fact that your mom associated your brother, you know, with Rob. You're right. I think he she did feel like that was already his her son. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I remember um was that one one weekend you two were gonna go on a getaway and you were so excited about this getaway, but little <laughs> did you know that Rob actually uh invited your sister. I think it was your sister, right, Mitzi? To come and surprise you, I was like, "Who does who? I mean, what boyfriend will invite a family to their like romantic getaway, right?" But he knows how much you love your sisters, and um, I felt like that was just so. It was so phenomenal. I can't even put a word to it. I'm just amazed at how he thinks of others. He was thinking of how you felt and how you felt about your sister. And um, anyway, th- just th- that story alone was like, okay, yeah, she needs to marry this guy. Like, sh- this guy is obviously a keeper.
0: Oh, yeah, I- exactly. Going back to like the romance movies. Uh, he didn't do that just one time. He's done it multiple times. Uh, so I had my surgery, my major surgery last summer, uh, before the proposal, and he flew both my sisters in one week at a time to come and help me since he had a work. You know, he flew them in and he paid for it. And, you know, it's not cheap to find somebody in round trip from Arizona to Wyoming. He did that. Uh, There was another time he surprised me. He surprised me and flew my sister Mitzi in for us to go to a wine festival in South Dakota. I was like, ah, we were jumping up. And I was like, so shocked, you know, to have somebody who thinks about your happiness like that who knows how important your family is, like you were saying, but also they love your family just as much as you do, it, you know. And you're just—they're like, I love your sisters, and I love your mom, and but—but but it's not because it just happened like that. He reached out to them. They reached out to him. They, you know, they—he formed a relationship. So it's possible. It's not like, oh, I don't know who your siblings are. It's like form a relationship with them. Like that takes work, just like with anybody else.
1: You know, and I think that's the one thing that um, I I do want to put out there for our listeners, you know, those that are just just dating, you know, once you do decide that that's the person for you, right? I'm hoping that, like Helen was saying, that they have already built this relationship with your family because, in essence, you all become family. And the fact that Rob took the initiative – and he stepped forward and he just was this loving teddy bear, just like, I oh! wanna like he was just welcoming everybody with open arms. That's amazing. Um, because he loves you. And mm-hmm. because he loves you, the fact that he loves your family as well. Like that's huge, Helen. That's so huge. Um, because it just makes makes the relationship more seamless when you know, when one is accepting of the other family and getting to know the other family too, that is a big thing. So Mm. bravo guys, bravo. (laughs) All right. So let's get back. Let's get back to this proposal because Rob, I mean, I'm sure we can like count down all the things that Rob has done. There's so many more (laughs) that Rob has done. And I swear, this should be like a Hallmark movie for real. Like this really It feels like home.
0: it sometimes. Oh my God. Especially when he just grabs me out of nowhere and starts dancing with me in the kitchen or, you know, comes home from work. So you, everybody's got their issues in their relationship. Okay. Everybody, even mine. All right. because Because Rob's a Leo and I'm a Virgo, right? That's just an odd pair right there. And... I would have never I used to be somebody who followed the zodiacs. Like, okay, I will only date a Taurus, a Capricorn, you know, only the ones that the Virgo get, is good with. Never in my my, my life would I think a Leo, right? He's he's fierce, but I'm fierce as well. And I've I've always saw myself this very positive awesome being, you know, lively and vibrant. But I'm also a woman who has multiple personalities every month because <laughs> of my cycles and hormones, all right? He goes with it. He rolls with it. Um I deal with a lot of bipolar issues, a lot of manic depression parts of me, and he is my pick-me-up. One thing I really loved and I really saw is that he's been consistent from day 1. Consistency is huge, and When I see somebody who can walk in the door and just laugh and smile and start dancing right when he walks in and be a goofball, I'm talking about like almost every day, okay? To the point where I started to get annoyed with it. I was like, oh my God, you know, (laughs) I'm watching a movie right now. Can't you see that? You know, I'm like, he's actually a lot more positive than I am, but then he has road rage and I'm more positive on the road, you know? So we kind of balance each other out in our positivity aspect. Another thing was, the I'm sorry. It's the ability to apologize. You know, like I said, I was with a narcissist before that. And then I was with somebody who was very neglectful, neglectful for seven years, who wouldn't apologize, who wouldn't even really talk to me or touch me. Here's a man who loves public affection, who loves affection period, who is that he, I will say Rob's probably the first one in our relationship to say, sorry, every single time. And it doesn't take him days. It's like within the first hour. And that to me is really important because I'm the stubborn one in that part of the relationship where I won't say sorry, because I think like, why should I say sorry? You know, like I, I'm so angry. And he's like, look, you know, I'm going to apologize for my part. And and that I'm like, wow, that's amazing. So it wasn't very, these things are really adding up as points, not just points, but like, it, this is the person that you want to spend your life with because they hold, these amazing qualities that make you feel like you were talking about, you can trust them. You feel safe. You feel safe with this person. Safety and security is something a woman really needs in a relationship. I mean, we all need it, but specifically for women, it's something that we devour and, and want in the relationships that we have. That was instant for Rob and me. So yeah, i um, going back to the proposal. Sorry, <laughs> I keep... <whoop. laughs> No, I I I want to address that
1: because that that is vital. So because you've already noted that prior to getting married, right? Because at this point you are still fiancés, right? So you are still like in that um you haven't crossed the bridge, just yet to marriage. And yeah. so even before crossing the bridge, you already have this like safety zone with him. You know, like I said earlier, it's this foundation that you're building Um, with your significant other and it's it is so beautiful Helen like I'm I'm just so in awe at at the level of intimacy that you folks have with each other and by the word intimacy it's not necessarily just like that sexual intimacy but it's that um comfortability of like being true you know to each other and and taking care of each other's feelings you know the the fact that you are aware that he has road rage and, you know, you're really calm when you're at the road, like, and that you balance each other out. Like, that's, that's awesome. Um, so I'm, yeah, like, I, I just feel like hearts, like flying all over the place. Like, oh, this. I'm so glad that this is the start of our love series for the month of February. Um, so let us, let's take you onto that planning stages of the proposal because it took nine months so nine months, so tell me like the steps, like what was the process?
0: Okay, so nine months. So the, the nail on the head for me was when I was having the conversation, like going back to my mom and I said, I don't know if he'll ever propose to me because I think he might be a little fearful with that. And she said, baby, I didn't raise you to wait on no man. If you want something, go for it yourself. My mom came from a very matriarch, matriarch belief Um, woman is power, woman sticks together, woman rise above. Uh, She had been uh, severely abused her whole entire life. So she was always very woman power. And I think that's what I needed to hear. Like, you're right. Why am I waiting? You know? So when I made a decision, I realized nine months I have also to back out if I wanted to, you know, it's, it's like, but why would I back out? You know, these are things that you really need to think of like nine months during these nine months. I mean, my mom just passed away. I got, I had a wisdom tooth that uh, went, a wisdom tooth experience that went bad. Um, I got my jaw that just I had my major hysterectomy. Like I couldn't walk for a few weeks. So there were all these things happening. My hormones were out of balance. Rob really had to deal with that. and And I got to see how he worked through all this stress, all of these things in my life. And still be there for me and still be loving and still be who he was. That was so key for me. And I realized at the end, after the nine months, like, yeah, I'm set. Like, this is the person I want to marry. This is the person I want to go through hell with and return back to heaven with, you know?
1: Ooh, okay. Uh, The stress factor, that is key. That is key because if one cannot handle the stress, then walk away you know, walk away. Those are red flags. I just want to put it out there. If during the time of the courtship, when things are just, things should be good, right? And this is a, a time frame where you're getting to learn more about each other. Um, you're testing each other's boundaries, things like that. The fact that you went through a, a death of a, you know, your loved one, like the supreme, this is your mom, right? So this, this is huge. So you went through that phase, you went through your surgery, you went through, you know, different types of emotions that were going back and forth and, you know, all sorts of things that you were going through. And he still came out to be loving and patient and understanding. Those are all signs of love, right? And that's another episode. I, I do want to talk about the word love and what that means. Um, but for this one, I I do want to say that um, I like that. It took nine months for the proposal because it reminds me of pregnancy, right? It it reminds me (laughs) of like, you're like birthing this, this thing, this miracle, you know, inside and even with pregnancy, there's all sorts of hormones raging during pregnancy and all sorts of different things that happen during pregnancy. So I love that you waited nine months. It's so crazy that you waited nine months. I, I don't know why like nine months was like this magic number, but um, I kind of do, but you know, I love that assignment once. Um, so glad that you have mom's blessing. <laughs> you have sister's blessing. So everything was just aligned. Everything was aligned, you know. And so now, I'm sure, like that feeling of it's like this energy, right? We always talk about energy in our podcast, and there's this energy that's like vibrating and and like telling you, all right, this is it, Helen. Let's do this. So you have your friends, you got your family. Now, what was like, what was the next step? Like what was, what was going through your mind? Like, how did you envision your proposal to be?
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. You said that. Well, actually pretty wild. I never even looked at it like that whole nine month birthing process, but wow, that's, that's a pretty significant right there. Um, Yeah. So when it came time, my friends and family all came from Arizona. We told him it was gonna be a huge birthday party for, you know, him, me, um, my brother-in-law, Manuel, and my friend Jessica. So, you know, so that way I like made it look like we were all celebrating our birthdays together at one place. So I kept saying, invite your friends, invite your family, invite and he was like, No, you know, this is really your time. Uh, we don't really need to have all my friends and family there. So I was like, come on, invite them. (laughs) It was a bit of a struggle, to be honest, because he was like, yeah, my friend said we should go to a derby. Like, do you guys mind if I skip out? I was like, you are not skipping out. Like, he didn't really get the concept, you know, of course, because it was a surprise. And I had this whole speech that I had practiced. I'm not kidding. For like two months, I had a whole speech. I memorized it. I practiced it. I was like, this is going to be great. And I remember talking to my son, my son's in the air force. And he, I told him my plan and he goes, you know, mom, he goes, I'm really glad I'm happy for you because he goes, I really like Rob. I feel like out of all the men you've ever dated, he's, he's the one for you. He's, he's met him uh, once. He really liked him. And then I told him, you know, my plan to st- step on a, or no, my plan to step on a stool. And he goes, you know, you should get two chairs. He goes, you're going to step on a stool or a chair. You need another one for Rob to step on. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're so right. And, I, and I'm going to get to that point right now of why I'm talking about the chairs. So when it was time for us to uh, do the speech, this is how we did it. We had gift bags that we made for every person for their birthday, right? And we had somebody that would go up and give a speech about them and hand them their birthday bag. So my sister did her, her husband's Manuel's, you know, they got up, everybody clapped. Okay. Um, my friend Danita did my Francesca's, everybody clapped and, uh, and then my sister did mine, everybody clapped. And then it was my turn to do Rob's. So <laughs> I had our friend BJ, BJ, uh, an older woman. Uh, she's absolutely beautiful and phenomenal. And she loves both of us. And we had her hold, well, I had her hold the ring. So she went up there and sat with us and he goes, what are you doing up here? And she says, I have hard hearing (laughs) or I'm hard of hearing. Like, I was like, oh my God, she is doing so well. And I remember I just lost it. I started crying right away. I did not expect that. I think I was just so nervous and it was so emotional for me because I was never, I never would have saw myself proposing to somebody, you know, and, uh, Next, thing you know, everybody starts crying because I'm crying because a lot of people knew what was happening. His friends are like, "What is going on?" And I told everybody how special Rob was, and and I I don't remember everything I said. Okay, <laughs> it was so crazy. It's all on video, <laughs> but I do remember what I said when I proposed to him. I said, "Your queen is ready to level up," and I got the ring from BJ and I showed it to him. And I or no, I said, "Uh, your queen is ready to level up." I took off my shoes. I stepped up on the chair, grabbed the ring, and I turned back to him while he was still standing there. And I said, my question to, you, question to you is, are you ready to come with me? And he just said, yeah. And I said, well, get up on the chair with me. And then everybody stood up and started clapping. And and I, and he says, I guess we're getting married. And it was just so awesome. It was just a great um, moment.
1: Okay. So, what like, <laughs> I... I feel the love I really do (laughs) I the whole your love story is so sweet and juicy and tender and it's so delicious and I'm (laughs) amazed at uh at how you've birthed this proposal the proposal was awesome um I don't know too many women who have proposed to their men um and I commend you Helen because you went for what you wanted and your mom, I mean your mom. I wish I could have met your mom. I wish I could have seen her because she's the way that you've talked about her has always been so so uplifting and so positive. And you know, it's like here I am, woman. Hear me, more. That's what I hear. Yes. You know. And so, <laughs> um. But as far as your the proposal, I'm excited because it is captured on video and you can watch it. So it's awesome because it's documented. So yay for that! I actually did watch it live. I watched it while I was over here and you're over there. It was beautiful, Helen. So thank you. Congratulations, you know, on your proposal, and I'm so glad that you have a keeper. Um, I'm excited, you know, for what's to come. And and uh, let me ask you though, because I'm I've been curious, why you had this speech planned out and you had it memorized for two months? Um, What made you What made you stop? And the the caveat to that is I want to hear that. I want to hear what you were supposed to say.
0: I don't even remember what I was supposed to say, to be honest. And I'm going to tell you probably what messed me up was that one shot of vodka I took right when I got there. (laughs) I was so nervous. I was shaking. And I told one of my friends, I said, we need to go take a shot of vodka immediately just to calm my nerves. I didn't want to be like drunk or anything, but (laughs) that's probably it.
1: that's hilarious uh but i i'm sure you have it written down somewhere and i would would love to one day (laughs) you and i would love to just hear it and hear what you were supposed to say but i'm sure whatever you said that night came right from the heart
0: well i will say my son was making fun of me because he watched the video and he says mom the first thing he says to me is mom financials You're good at financials? Because during the speech I I had mentioned that Rob is such a giving person, even to his friends. And I said, in financials. (laughs) And he goes, What were you saying? Like telling everybody he's got money or something? I was like, Oh my god, I know that came off so wrong. I meant I was trying to the message I was trying to convey for anybody out there who'd watched it, I was trying to convey that Rob is just such a giving person and he's always been there for both his friends and family if they've, they've been, been in need of anything. And, it, you know, he, that he's very generous with his money and, you know, doesn't mean he gives to everybody, but what I'm saying is that he's somebody who is very, uh very generous. That's all I was saying. Yeah. Yeah, then, I, I got that.
1: I, <laughs> I think what you were trying to say is that he he does think of others and he's, you know, willing to help you know, if anybody is in need, he he's willing to help those in need. So yeah. <laughs> I, I liked what you said, but t- leave it to the sons to like tell you, hey mom. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. well I'm I'm excited. It's so a it was a beautiful proposal and you have a beautiful love story. So I'm yeah. really excited to see what's next and what's to come and I know what's to come but we're not gonna share that right now. We can share that on another podcast.
0: Yeah, shout out to Manly Bands, though, because a lot of people are asking me, where did you get your ring for him? I got it from a place called Manly Bands, and uh, I'll show you the ring because he actually isn't wearing it. He wanted to start wearing it when I got mine, which we just ordered. Uh, it comes in this little toolbox. It's really cute, and I love the ring. I I love the choice that I got for him. I don't know if you can see it. I uh, do. It's nice. It's like 2 tone it's um let me see if I could get up closer oops it might not let me do it could you see it yeah it looks like
1: is it two different colors though it has a it has deer horn in it
0: reindeer antler uh some wood and turquoise in it which is nice because my ring is very similar it's got turquoise in it so yeah wow that's That's beautiful. beautiful manly bands if you want to get your man a ring they've got some really awesome rings there for men
1: (laughs) Um, awesome I love it well Helen thank you so much for sharing your story beautiful amazing loving oh my gosh I just I hearts do you see it do you see all the hearts it's just coming all over the place (laughs) uh so thank you for sharing um this is a great segue to our love
0: series for February. So thank you so much, Helen. Where can we find you? All right, everybody. Follow me, Hell of a Journey, on Instagram. You can also go on our Facebook, like I said, Sexy Freedom Media. And you can join our Facebook group, Sexy, Successful, and Soul Fed. And uh, like January said about my book, Go Get It, Nothing sexier Than Freedom. It is available on Audible and Amazon. So yeah, thanks, January. You're welcome. And you can find me on at VIP finance builders
1: on Facebook, VIP finance builders on Instagram. I actually handle tax free retirement accounts and I help with rollovers. That is what I do. Um, So feel free to Google both of us. I'm sure we are very accessible. So looking forward to hearing uh, your comments and suggestions. Um, You can also buy us a coffee. That would be nice. Uh, So feel free to do that. And also like and share our page. Thank you so much for joining us. Helen, it was a pleasure. I hope everyone has a blessed day. Aloha.
0: Want to hear more?
1: Visit us at sexyfreedommedia.com.